This week, we are continuing with our common and uncommon health hacks to help you make good, healthy decisions. Happy day. This is the Wellness 717 Podcast. I'm Dr. Jeff Ludwig. I'm the host of this show. This is sponsored by Camp Hill Family Chiropractic. And the aim of this show is to give this community information so you can make smart, safe, and sane healthcare decisions. So as they say, relax and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the first two weeks where we went over some health hacks. We went over seven different common and uncommon health hacks that you can focus on each day of the week. So this is week number three. Are you ready? All right, so let's get started. So when we're looking at health hacks, I decided to throw in a little spin, which really we should have thought about this stuff at the beginning. And today's health hack that I want you to focus on is your self-awareness. You know, because have you ever wondered why you feel the way that you do? I do sometimes. And maybe I need to be more self-aware. I think that would make me a better person and healthier as well because I'll make better choices. And when you're able to recognize and understand your emotions, you can be the deciding factor in your successes. Doesn't that sound great? But you also can be the deciding factor in your failures as well. So surprisingly, many people are not self-aware and their performance and their communication suffers. So we're talking about emotional intelligence and it's just not showing empathy to others. It involves noticing facial expressions of yourself and other people or other non-verbal communication to recognize how maybe you communicate with other people or maybe watching other people you can see how they communicate with their facial expressions and non-verbal communications so you need to adjust yourself accordingly so how can we begin to improve our emotional intelligence mainly our self-awareness Well, we can do that by developing a greater awareness of ourselves. So how can we begin to improve our self-awareness? How can we move this to a new level? Well, let's talk about just a few things. And the first thing we want to talk about is self-concept. Your self-concept is your perception of you. Your perceptions come from your personal experiences, what you expect from yourself in the future, and what you believe your abilities are. If your self-concept is healthy, you are more likely to take on challenges and probably achieve goals as well. And you've set yourself and your life for more positive overall awareness and outcomes. Explore your self-concept, and if you don't believe it's healthy, Make an effort to change. 
right? We need to be aware of our circumstances. We need to be aware of ourselves. We need to be aware of how we perceive ourselves. And this may be easier for some people, but much harder for others. But it is possible. The second thing to help with your self-awareness is your thoughts. Our thoughts are tied to our emotions and they really affect our health. So when we try to become more aware of our emotions, we must first understand our thoughts and our thought processes. Throughout the day, I want you to take note of what you say about yourself, how you talk about yourself, and what you say about situations that you encounter. It's very enlightening if you pay attention. Now, if you notice that your thoughts are more negative, practice mindfulness and discover why your thoughts are that way. Then, after reflecting a little bit, try to have more positive thoughts or thought processes. You might have to force it at the beginning. You might not even believe it, but over time, it will influence your thoughts and you will become more positive. So the second thing is your feelings. How do you feel when you say things about yourself? The third thing in self-awareness is your feelings. Of course it is. How do you feel when you say things about yourself? What about when other people say things about you? No matter what your feelings are, you must identify which are associated with your thoughts and your experiences. Once you can identify those feelings, keep track of them. Maybe journal a little bit and see if there are any patterns. Notice that you're starting down a negative pattern. Take steps to avoid going down with it. So be aware of your feelings. The next thing in self-awareness is your body. Sometimes when we're thinking, it comes with a physical response that the other people may or may not notice. The next time you feel a physical response to an emotion, take a couple minutes and think where in your body you feel the response. Do the feelings present in your facial expressions? Maybe your heart rate, your voice, or somewhere else. Is this the kind of physical response that you want to express? If not, there are ways to retrain those knee-jerk reactions, because that's what they are. It's your emotions, your body's expressing them. So the last part of self-awareness is your emotions. They are the most powerful factor in how we interact with others. People with higher levels of emotional intelligence are able to recognize and accept their different types of emotional states. Knowing what emotional state you're in can go a long way towards enhancing your professional and your personal relationships. Because really, isn't this what's all about? Healthy relationships. Now, if you fail to recognize these responses, you will find it difficult to process your emotions and move past them. But by effectively managing these five elements of self-awareness, you will be able to control emotional outbursts, work towards much more effective communication, and an overall healthier, happier demeanor. Wow, that's a lot of stuff, isn't it? That's an episode all by itself. So that's day one of this week. Focus on 
self-awareness. And I gave you some great tips so you can move in that direction. Okay, number two this week, as far as a uncommon or common health hack would be to love a pet. Now, our family has a dog. Her name is Ruby and we just love her to death. And you don't have to necessarily, the pet doesn't necessarily have to be a dog. It can be a cat. Some people have ferrets. Some people have rabbits. It really doesn't matter at all. But, you know, when I come home at night from work and the first person that greets me is Ruby and she can barely, barely walk. Uh, sometimes my own family doesn't even recognize me right away, but the dog gets up to see me just to say hello. And they give you unconditional love. And we need that because sometimes we don't get it from people. Animals do not ask much in life, do they? And most just need a warm, safe and sheltered place to live. They need adequate food, water, and exercise. And in return, they give you unconditional love, loyalty, and companionship, don't they? Now, dogs are a little more well-known to offer this unconditional love. Cats can be a little fickle, if you will. But having a furry friend means you will always have a little living being waiting patiently for you at home and ready to welcome you with a wagging tail or maybe a purr. They really offer emotional support. They don't ask for much. They don't get jealous. It's just incredible how much support an animal can bring you in your life. Now, you might say, Dr. Jeff, it's like I can't have a dog where I am or maybe I'm allergic to animals, whatever it may be. Well, you can foster a pet right? You can adopt a pet from a shelter. There's so many different things you can do. You can go to a pet store and just get to see the animals. And when you do that, you're going to get something from them that they're not asking in return. Because pets will change your life and they will bring so much joy and love. They help us gain a sense of responsibility, don't they? Now, there may be some maintenance with them, but boy, not as much as people can be. Number two for this week, day two, is love a pet. Okay, the third hack for this week is to keep a food journal. This is really beneficial. Just like journaling... Um, about your feelings and emotions, it's good to journal about what you're eating. And you don't have to do it continuously every week, every month, every year, but certainly try it today or the next day that you have a new health hack. So why is it good to keep a food journal? Because whether you're looking to lose weight, improve your diet, or simply understand your eating habits a little better, when you keep a food journal, it's incredibly beneficial. It can also be a great tool if you're trying to find out which foods may cause 
negative symptoms for you, right? And there's different ways to do this. So here's some tips when you're keeping a food journal. Number one, list how much of the food or drink that you consume each day. Measure it in volumes, cups, weight, the number of items such as 12 chips, it doesn't matter. Write down what kind. Write down the type of food and drink. Be specific as you can be and don't forget to write down the extras such as toppings and sauces and dressings and condiments. I know it seems like a lot, but you're going to get something out of it when you look back and read it. The next thing is who are you with? Do you eat by yourself? If so, write alone. If you're with friends or family, list them because you may see some patterns that can help you improve your health. The next factor in doing a food journal is your activity. In this column, list any activities that you do while you eat or drink. This could be working. It could be watching TV. It could be playing a game. Think about that because sometimes you only eat certain things during those activities. And the last thing is your mood. You should also include how you feel when you eat and drink. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you bored? Are you nervous? Emotional eating can impact what and when you eat certain things. So keep a food journal and I think that's going to be a huge improvement, especially when it comes to improving your overall health through nutrition. Day four tip of this week is to stand tall. Well, of course, I'm going to say that I'm a chiropractor, but it's about your posture. Your posture can really affect how you feel, how you think, how you function. That's not the only benefit to standing and sitting taller. When you have better posture, you also breathe better because your chest can fully expand. Good posture gets oxygen to your body with each breath and it reduces anxiety. And incidentally, it helps you look more confident. There's so many things to mention here. Just stand up straight, pull those shoulders back, look proud, look confident, and your health will immediately change, usually within 20 seconds. So health hack for today, day four, is to stand tall. Okay, health hack for day number five this week is to take omega-3s. Now, omega-3 is a fish oil, and I'm probably going to do a whole podcast on omega-3s to show the benefits of them, but it's essential. The human body can make most of the types of fats it needs from other fats or raw materials, but that isn't the case for omega-3 fatty acids. These are essential, right? That means you need them, fats. The body can't make them from scratch, but must get them from food. Because foods high in omega-3s include things like fish, vegetable oils, nuts, especially walnuts, flaxseed, flaxseed oil, and leafy vegetables. But what makes omega-3 so special? They are an important part of cell membranes throughout the whole body, and they affect the function of cell receptors in these membranes. They also are the starting point for making hormones that regulate blood clotting, contraction and relaxation of arterial walls, and inflammation. 
And because of these effects, omega-3 fats have been shown to help prevent heart disease and stroke. They may also control things like lupus, eczema, rheumatoid arthritis, and play an important role in cancer and other conditions. Why? Because they reduce inflammation. When you're taking an omega-3 supplement, look to see on the bottle what's recommended. We're going to do a whole podcast on this so you can get a little bit more information, but start taking an omega-3, at least a supplement, each and every day. Okay, health hack for day number six is keep walking. So I'm assuming that you're walking a little bit each and every day, whether at home or at work, maybe with your job. I encourage you to continue walking. Keep walking once you get home, maybe after you eat dinner. The weather is nicer now this time of the year. I encourage you to do that because there are so, so many benefits of walking, aren't there? When you have regular walking, it may lower your risk of high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes. Those are the three big ones. It can strengthen your bones and muscles, right? Because you're doing weight-bearing activities. It may help you maintain a healthy weight. That will help you out. And it might also help you lift your mood, right? We need to get things moving. We need to get our spinal fluid moving. We need to get our heart pumping and our arteries and veins moving because When you have more physical activity to your day, walking can be a great way to get more physical activity in your day. In fact, walking is the most popular physical activity among adults. And it's easy to see why, because it does so many things. You may say, Dr. Jeff, it's too cold out or it's rainy. Well, I have an answer for you. You can go to fun places. You can go to the shopping center. You can go to Lowe's or Home Depot, bring along someone to chat, listen to some of your favorite music or a podcast, such as mine. So I want you to keep walking because it's a step, get it, in the right direction. Health hack for this week, number seven, is send a letter to somebody. What am I talking about here, everyone? You know, we get emails, we get texts to remind us about all sorts of things in our lives. Almost too many emails, too many texts, and it really has become non-personal, right? We, it's, we don't get that special thing that we get from an actual letter or a card that you get from somebody. It's kind of like, do we like reading books on our tablet or we like to hold the actual book? There's something special about a handwritten note or letter. We do this to our patients. We send out at least three cards to our patients. And it's just a, a true message from our heart to let them know that, to thank them for their trust in our office 
to keep up the good fight of trying to stay healthy and having trust in what chiropractic can do for them. And we do that to our patients. But do this with someone that you care about. Or maybe someone that you don't even know that close. You know somebody's friend that's in the hospital. Send them a card saying, I heard about you from my friend that's your friend. And I just want to give you a level. And I just want to give you a letter of encouragement. And it is so special now to get something in the mail, isn't it? Rather than a bill or maybe a flyer for someone who's trying to sell us something. I think it's pretty cool. And you get excited. In fact, birthday cards are like this too. We send out birthday cards to our patients. And some of them, hate to say it, it's sad in some way, but we're excited that we can do it. They say, you know, this is the only birthday card that we get. And it's from your office. We don't even get them from our family. So it may be difficult and confusing why you may want to do this. But think about sending a letter to someone that you care about, just to say hello, to inspire them, to show support and show love because we need more of that in the world. And I guarantee you'll probably get more out of it than the person writing the letter, at least equal to what they're receiving. Well, thanks for listening to this week, week number three of our common and uncommon health hacks. That's something that you can do each and every day. I encourage you to listen to the past episodes. We had the first and second week of this month, episode number 60 and 61. And just to review, today we talked about being self-aware. It's kind of lengthy, but we went over some important stuff. Number two, day two, love a pet. Number three, keep a food journal. That will change your nutrition. Number Four, stand tall. Number five, take omega-3s. We need to keep that inflammation down. Number six, keep walking, keep moving. Do more than what you're just doing in your everyday activities. And number seven, send a letter, a thoughtfulness and encouragement to someone that you want to make a difference in their lives. And that's how we stay healthy. We help each other out. This is Dr. Jeff. Campbell Family Chiropractic is sponsoring this. If you'd like to know more about our office, just go to campbellchiro.com or give us a call at 717-761-8840. Tell them that you heard our message on this podcast and you want to know a little bit more about what we do in our office. I will be happy and thrilled to take time out of my day to talk with you over the phone and to help you make good, healthy, and sane healthcare decisions. And as always, as we begin this week, as you're doing your common and uncommon health acts, I encourage you to be well and be blessed. Have a great week, everyone. Music.